This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim, and I'm glad to be back, and Pastor Michael. So we got a great question, timely question Hmm. for our audience. And the question is, should parents bring their kids to watch the new Beauty and the Beast? Since they introduced a homosexual character, should we avoid the movie? Kind of a loaded question, but nothing that we haven't handled before. So what do you think? I'll I'll lead with the most interesting part. Yes, we have taken our daughter and yes, we will let all of our kids see it. (gasps) Oh my God. Now, I hope what I have to say is helpful. I'm not mandating that. I'm not saying no. you have to agree with me. No, you just said that you. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. we, we so, did. And um, So this is your older daughter? Yep. And then this okay. Friday, um, yeah, all our kids are going to go. Yeah, my wife and I, we have a date with our daughter who loves Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. who's now married and a, and a mom herself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not going to take that baby, but uh, that grandbaby. But we are going to go see this movie this weekend. Yep. So- I think it's interesting that uh, people are like, this is what Disney does. So go back in time. Sure, there were some people upset about Pocahontas when Pocahontas sings the colors of the wind and introduces pantheism into the whole narrative. Yes, yes, yes. You don't have Christians boycotting Disney because they brought pantheism. I want to push back on here. Okay. Okay. At the time, for like a moment, (laughs) but today, there will not be, I've not heard one human being say boycott Disney because 15 or 20 years ago, Pocahontas had pantheism. Well, here's the thing. Denomination that I am ordained under Back in the 90s, they had, for the first time, Disney had a gay day at their parks. Yep. And this denomination, which I won't name because I don't want to throw them under the bus, they, I think they learned their lesson because they called the entire denomination to boycott Disney, all their parks, all their products. And it just said, they just said, look, we are going to make a statement that we are not in favor of this special day called Gay Day. And I, I, I'm wanting to say it, it, wasn't labeled that, but that's how it got passed down to us mm-hmm. in the church because I was a uh, an associate pastor in one of these churches. And so that was what we was called to do. And many of us willingly uh, chose to, you know, okay, this is our denomination. We're going to agree to do this. Uh, we had uh, a two-year season pass that we had purchased for Disney, and that next year we didn't end up using it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the point was made uh, by the denomination, but the effects of the point was superficial. Mm-hmm. Disney was like, well, gonna, you guys don't, don't want to come. Well, that's fine. But, you yeah. know, we're still going to rake in the money by other means. Yeah. And so it really didn't make the impact. It made a statement, but no impact, no change. And sometimes we don't we don't boycott to make an impact. We boycott for the sake of conscience. And yeah. Christians are free to boycott for the sake of conscience. I have no issues with that. But here's what every Christian needs to know when you're dealing with Disney or Nickelodeon or— You're dealing with a major player. You're dealing with the world. Yeah. And the world is going to do what the world is going to do. And everywhere your kids go, they're dealing with the world. Yeah. Even when I'm dealing with the church, I'm having to deal with the church's junk. Hyperlegalism, health and wealth, yeah. weird views of God, errant views of the Trinity. Well, even family to family. Because one of the Absolutely. things that, as, as a parent growing up, uh, having kids grow up in the church, my kids would always come back to us and say, well, so-and-so in the church, our church friend, they don't do this at, at 
you know, at their house, mm -hmm. we always had to deal with that and say, that's fine for them, but we are a different family. We have to make our own choices. This is where we're going to land. This is how we're going to do family. Yep. So I haven't had anybody disagree with me on this. I just think I've, I've had parents come up to me and say, I don't know if, if my kids are ready for that. But um, from the time my kids have been two, three, four, five, six years old, as mm -hmm. early as we can, we have talked about homosexuality and transgender things. You and, have to. Nowadays, you oh, yeah. have to. If you were to talk to my kids, they may not have all the vocabulary, but they understand the concepts sure. very clearly. They understand some of the things that drive them. We also want to create empathy um, and and not just like there, there are right and wrong categories, but there's also this category of truth and grace and love mm -hmm. and affection and the ability to just interact and engage. And so there, there's... We're, we're almost like a double standard, and I, I get it because on some levels, I'm insulating my kids, and on some levels, I'm exposing my kids. And so I'm exposing my kids to ideas. I'm, I'm insulating them from experiences. Right. And that's the balancing act that every parent should have to work through on their own. Right. I'm amazed that the, the, the very parents who won't let their kids watch Beauty and the Beast will watch, let them watch X, Y, and Z that are yeah. advocating – the same things or different things that are just, but as are just as harmful and sinful, whatever. And so I think the larger prerogative, here's what I'm trying to do with my kids. I am trying to teach them to be a light in a dark world. I'm trying to teach them, whatever the media is, Christian or non-Christian, that they have to have discerning eyes all the time. Mm -hmm. And my kids are not surprised when they see things that are unbiblical in Disney movies or in Christian things. And I, I got to tell you that uh, I don't know what bothers me worse when non-Christians act like non-Christians or when Christians have stupid doctrine, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So my kids from a very young age have had to begin to categorize church, churches that teach the Bible and churches that don't, yeah. right? Yeah. So I am exposing my kids to ideas. I'm exposing them to the reality of these ideas. I don't show them the depth of them, right? right. But I show them the principles. There are men who date men. Yeah. And this is what God's word says. Well, dad, why would they do that? Well, let's, let's talk about some of the reasons why they, they don't think they're being bad people. Right. Right. And so we can create empathy. We can show them authority. Well, your authority is God's word. Theirs is the culture. And we, and we can talk about that stuff. So from a young age, what we're trying to do is not prevent them from being exposed to ideas. We are preventing them from being exposed to experiences. Yes. So I might tell them, you know, Disney does not submit to God's word. They even do these things called gay parades where they invite people who yep. do this stuff and they can know about the concept, but you better believe it. I'm not going to take my kid, my son, my daughter to a gay pride parade. Those things are out of control. You have to insulate them from that kind of experience because you know enough that goes on there yep. that you say, you know what, this is not appropriate for my children to yep. see. Yep, yep, yep. So depending on the severity of the uh, of the of Beauty and the Beast, my wife saw it. We're going. I'm going this weekend, and one of the things she said is that it's so under the radar that you have to try to notice that that even our eight year old is not even going to pick up on it. It's right. just very subtle. Uh, when I see it, I'll confirm that yes or no. Either way, you know, she said to talk about it with her beforehand. If they had known that it was going to be like a big scene, then yeah, yeah we would have an in-depth conversation and say, hey, when you watch it, look for it. But whether you talk with them before or after, like if they see the movie and they don't even pick on it because it is subtle okay, is what I'm told by – by her, yeah. um, then you can choose to talk about it or not. We don't have to deal with everything. They're going to like, for example, if yes. you walk down the road and a gay couple walks by you and your kid doesn't notice, you don't need to bring it up. Yeah, you know? Yeah. There's no need to point it out. Right. Look at them. I want to tell you about them and sin and judgment. Right. Like that's not the point. That is the piece that is so critical. And I love what you were saying. What my kids and what we try to do with my kids is to have these teachable moments that when we saw something, we dealt with it real time and, and you engage the children at their level and say, hey, you know, what do you think about that? Yep. 
whether we were reading them books that we knew that, you know, we come across something that, you know, the character lies. What do you think about that? You know, should that be something that we do? I mean, so-and-so in the book is lying. So Mm -hmm. should you lie? And what's, what's going to happen? Is he going to get away with it? What do you think? Yep. Let me go on and say our listener or parents could hear me saying, all right, I will expose my kids to all different kinds of ideas. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you just need to be really discerning. I'm not going to make a hard blanket rule for people, but there, for example, um, I'm not going to let my kids watch a, a, a TV show where one of the main characters is a homosexual. That normalizes it for them. Yeah. If there's a passing moment in a scene, sure. Which is why, uh, like the Disney Channel, especially Disney Teen, they're just not going to watch it. It's a ridiculous channel that... The girls are terrible to each other. The, they're mean just, they, to each other and they're boy dating. crazy and the boys are girl crazy and yeah. they're just not, not and, good. And somebody could say, well, you're a total hypocrite. Why do you do that here and not there? Because one normalizes it. And, and I'm going to be honest. In Disney, okay, if you watch LeFou in the cartoon, uh, clearly he's a homosexual in the cartoon. They never say that. But like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, again, culturally speaking, um, his whatever. So when you see it in the movie, here's what I think is interesting is that uh, the Christians that I know who have seen it have said it does not make LeFou look good. Mm-hmm. He he looks like the weak sidekick, yeah. you know, and if the homosexual community really wants to promote their agenda, don't make their gay moment a weak sidekick, yeah. you know, a goofy person who's not under control, all these different things. And uh, I don't think that they did themselves any justice by making LeFou that character in the way they did. Again, from what I've seen online, what I've seen. Yeah, you and I have watched bits and pieces of trailers. Yeah. And I pull up scenes on YouTube and try to get a vibe. And I've seen it, that side. But my wife confirmed what I thought and uh, other articles have too. But that's – I'm personally, that's just my, my two cents. Like if you really wanted to promote a gay agenda, this is not the best way to do it. It makes it look weak. Mm-hmm. That being said, even though there are ideas – that I'm going to expose my kids to. There are limits to that. And uh, I'm going to be in control of what they consume. And I'm going to put those limits on it. So for example, if Beauty and the Beast, if they made Belle a male and and the Beast a male, I wouldn't have taken it because it's 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 normalizing something. Right. But in terms of experiences, I just got to say that I, I have a, I'm pretty tight in terms of our experiences. Our kids go to private school. They do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the reasons we do that is because I'm more and more concerned about the cultural trajectory of public yeah. schools and what's happening in there. And so I'm insulating them from experiences on that level. Some parents have said to me, we're not going to do that. And they're totally free to do that. Absolutely. And I honor them and uh, I'm excited for them and their kids, just my kids. This is a decision that we made for our family. Um, there could become a day where I get on this podcast and say, I, I really believe it's time to take our kids out of the public school system. I don't know what's going to happen in right. that world. Um, I may never say that. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't know. All I yeah. can tell you is that every family has to make decisions. Parents have to make the decision. How am I going to balance this protection and this uh, exposure? Yep. Whether you send your kids to a private school or even homeschool them, or if you're sending your kids to a public school, you're dancing that dance. There is a terrible misnomer conception that, well, if I homeschool my children, Mm -hmm. they're going to be totally insulated from everything that's sinful and and, and evil in the world. That's not true. You are going to be able to have more control, but your children are going to be exposed. All you got to do is take them outside the house. Mm -hmm. If they're in a Christian school, you would think that every kid in that Christian school is going to be (laughs) godly and is going to be righteous, but that's not true. The same is true on the opposite end. Renee and I, we made the choice that our kids went to a private school, Christian school, up until the eighth grade. 
in ninth grade, they went to a public high school. And when they went to the high school, we knew that we had to dance this dance a little differently. Now we're going to have to insulate them of how much are we going to allow them to be exposed to? And My bigger issue with Beauty and the Beast, to be honest, the, like the, the gay character part, I think is annoying and it's just an unnecessary thing that they've done and they didn't do it well. What I'm really bothered by Beauty and the Beast, if anything, it's going to be this idea that this, that a girl should put up with somebody who's as grumpy, angry, abusive, and mean as that guy and exactly. then end up falling in love and with that, him. And that is that the, to me that is, is the storyline. Yep. It's the storyline of the whole fairy tale that she sees past his abusive behavior and how he treats her and everyone else in the household. No woman, no man in a in a healthy relationship should put up with this kind of stuff. Yep. What I like is the picture of redemption. And so yeah, I'm going like to talk to my piece. daughters and my son. I'm like, dude, if you ever treat a girl like that, you're done. Yeah. Daughters, you can pray for someone's redemption. Any beast can be transformed. But uh, you are not to be the one in a relationship with that beast. Now, that being said, again, most people are not going to not take their kids because of that issue. But I can tell you the conversations I am going to have with my kids about this movie are probably going to be around their dating relationship well, yeah. and not about the can gay you, character. Can, can you imagine saying to your daughter, hey, honey, it's okay that he's going to lock you into his, into his house crazy. and not allow you yeah. to leave. But by the way, if an animal and a beast talks to you, that's called bestiality. Don't be in a relationship <laughs> with that animal. Anyways. Anyway, so th I, I think big picture, I think we've gone after this and uh, – I would just encourage parents, watch what you expose your kids to and watch what they're experiencing. Make a difference, you know, Yes. and be appropriate. But you have to be the leader of your own home and make your own decisions. If you disagree with Tim and I, don't take your kids. That yeah, is that's your right. right as a mom and dad to protect your kids. Absolutely. Every parent can make yep. that choice. And I, what might be a good thing for my kids to see and to talk about might be a stumbling block for your kids. I just saw a look at you, mom and dad, and say, I honor you. I honor yeah. your decision and I trust you to make a wise, discerning, prayerful decision for your kids. You know what tomorrow is, though, Tim? It is our 400th Whoa. episode. That is absolutely crazy. 400 of these things. We've, we've done a lot of talking. <laughs> Mostly me. <laughs> well, hopefully our, our listeners have been able to put up with us for all 400 episodes. I hope so. So I say we come back tomorrow and we tackle, here's the question. Why do we do the Easter egg extravaganza? Oh, that's a great question. That is a good question. So, audience, Tim and I will see you tomorrow. tomorrow.